from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. You need confidence. Well, more specifically, you need confidence and concerns. Uh, Hurricanes and cons are confidence and concerns segment geared towards the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, What are you most confident in? What are you most concerned about when it comes to the Canes? We'll start with, as always, I have good news, bad news. Which do you want? You want the bad news first. Uh, Dennis, lead us off. What are you concerned about for the Hurricanes here at the All-Star break? I think my concern is what is going to be the plan at goaltending? Because we heard yesterday that that Freddie Anderson is going to be getting back onto the ice to resume workouts in terms of on-ice conditioning. Okay, that's good. That's awesome. I'm happy for Freddie in terms of his health, and also it's good for the team because you brought him in to be your number one goaltender. But we still don't know what he actually is. He only played in six games this year, and he's taken a, a, a three-plus three months <laughs> off, you know? So it's just, who who is who is he going to be? Piotr Kochekov had the concussion protocol. He was cleared. He was back and on the bench in that final game this past Saturday. What's he going to be when he comes back? Is he going to be that electrifying player that we saw for the month of December? We don't know. And there's that's a major question mark still. Is this the goaltending? Not that it can't be good, but just what is the plan? Simple as that. Maybe the plan is we're just rolling with Kochekov, Anderson, Ranta. Whatever happens, happens. But there's still Hopefully a lot to be Hopefully one of them is healthy at any point in time. Yep. It's, it's one of those deals where it's like we don't need them all healthy. We need one healthy. And then as you need the second one, you need that one to be getting healthy. Uh, you know, it's it's whack-a-mole, right? You only, you only need one popped up <laughs> at each point yeah. in time. Uh, with the injury, then whacking them back. Uh, the drive with Tim Donnelly, 99.9 The Fan. My concern is a bit more – because, right, we – I am concerned about the goalie situation. I don't want to pretend that I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm also concerned with Svetch's health. Mm. It's been – yeah, obviously last season it, it was the the one big injury, right? It was you, you blow out a knee, that's tough. This year it feels like it's it's just a bunch of little stuff, right? What, he had a stretch for like three weeks where he was fully healthy, and lights out. It was awesome. He and he and Aho were unbelievable during that stretch, um, but that stretch isn't long enough, right? And, and he's had the upper body, he's had the lower body, he's had another upper body. It's it's. This most recent one, I didn't even know what happened until all of a sudden, you know, he wasn't practicing, and I, maybe it's a rest day, then he wasn't playing, and then he still wasn't playing, and then he didn't play all the way up to the All-Star break. And mm-hmm. what is going on here? You know, depending on how you rank some of the, the defensemen, he could be second best player on the team. Third, fourth, depending, again, Slavin, whatever. I'm not going to nitpick where you have him ranked. But he's in your top handful of guys on the team. He's making a boatload of money. You need that production on the ice. And, you know, as we saw earlier in the season when he came back from the the knee injury, kind of his first appearance in the the lineup, at 80%, he's not him. At 100%, he's he's Svetch, and he's awesome. At 80%, he really wasn't there, at least not at the beginning of the year until he came back from the first upper body injury. So... I need him to get healthy at the right time. And it's almost like tempting to say, take all the time you need, right? And when you say you're healthy, I'm going to give you another week. Yeah. Right? I'm like, I'm just going to safe play it. Like, I'm tempted to do that. Just give it another day. Yeah. Just give it another yeah, day. Now, something to keep in mind, 
in the five seasons, not again, not counting this year. So this past the, the last five seasons, so the first five seasons of Andre Svechnikov's career, in that 2019 playoffs against Washington in Game Three at home against PNC Arena, he got in that fight with Alex Ovechkin, got knocked out, didn't play any more games in the postseason. Go to the bubble 2020. Had a lower body injury, wasn't able to play really much in, in the bubble in 2020 uh, during that COVID season. And then last year, he had the knee injury, didn't even see the playoffs at all. So he's been, he's missed playoffs in three of the last four years, or at least playoff games in three of the last five seasons. Like, that's a big thing. Like, you need to have your best players on the ice when it counts the most, right? Health is, yeah, health is a concerning thing, not just for this year, but we have, it's a starting to trend a little bit. And it, this is one of those things where, like the the brainiacs and the sports lifers I think will disagree forever right uh and you've probably heard this argument a few times is a player injury prone right and the brainiacs will say that's impossible right if you hurt your ankle it has nothing to do with hurting your elbow if you hurt and you know sometimes you hurt your hip and like then you overcompensate you hurt your other knee or something like that oh, yeah. and, and that is connected <laughs> Trust you, me. you hurt your back and then that turns into a hip injury it's called the kinetic chain folks but but a lot of times they'll you know they're like oh that was just you know in his first 7 years in the league it was nine freak accidents completely not connected and i'm going no that that's impossible that's the the sports lifers are like i've seen this play out if you're there's the the frank gores of the world that just for some reason can play a billion years at running back in the nfl and they just you know they they suffer small injuries but they avoid the big ones and then there's the jk dobbins of the worlds who play two years and suffer multiple major injuries and who knows if they're ever the same i'm not saying svetch falls into either of those extreme categories but i do think if you're a guy that gets hurt a lot you're a guy that gets hurt a lot. I don't. I've just seen it happen, and I don't want that to be Svetch, which is why I'm concerned with it. Now let's get to the more fun part of this, the ah, more yes. optimistic part of this. Cons and cons is two parts. It's concerns and it's confidence. What are you most confident about? I'm confident that they actually do have the depth to overcome injuries. Like there are stretches this <laughs> season. Well, ironically enough, because we've seen stretches where Martin Davis has been out, even Sebastian Ajo. Even times, again, what we just talked about with Sveshnikov, or even multiple of these guys have been out. And guess what? They still have been able to get things done throughout the years because their system does not change. Their system doesn't change. Whether Svetch is in there or not, the guys up front still play the exact same way. So to me, they actually, they do have the depth up front. They've built that up where they can overcome that. Like, hey, Stefan Nason can go play up in the top six for a short bit. And you know what? It works. You can put Jordan Martinuk. He's been up there on the top line in moments and games. Like, hey, Jordan Martinuk, top line guy alongside, like, Tara Vinan and Ajo. Guess what? It works for moments. They have, the, they have that ability to overcome it if they need to. You need Spencer Martin to make a random starting goal. Exactly. I don't know if that one fits into the rest of those. I, I just wanted to bring it up. I mean, if you have an injury on defense – You've got a ton of depth there. Mm -hmm. ton of depth. I mean, gosh, Dmitry Orlov and Jalen Chatfield as their fifth and sixth defensemen, most teams would kill that, would kill to have that be their third and fourth defenseman. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Some would, wouldn't mind it being their number like one. Their top parents. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some are going like, well, if we're just being, if we're being honest here, <laughs> we could take an upgrade. That would, that would, that would help. Uh, my confidence is Slavin. Hard to argue that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I like the, the dramatic it's, pause there. It's like it's, it's slaving. It's like give, Harrison Ingram did a thing. Okay. Yeah, just give, give everyone time to nod. Mm -hmm. uh, but I feel like it's been standing out 
their last three or four games. Um, he's made like it's it's so hard when you are like wildly fundamentally sound to stand out, right? Because what you do is the right thing every time. If you're rarely out of position, you like I'll, I'll equate it to being a really really good outfielder, right? There are walking highlight films in outfield and baseball because they always take the first step in the wrong direction, right? They never read it off the bat correctly. So their first step is in when there's a, a, a fly ball behind them. So then they have to make up ground and they have to dive to make the catch. And everyone's like, whoa, Sports Center top 10. Meanwhile, the wildly fundamentally sound and great instincts outfielder who, when there's a ball over their head, their first step is back and they're just under it, making it look like a routine catch. Nobody goes like, oh my gosh, what a great catch. Even though it's the same ball off the bat, right? It's the same hit. Uh, Slavin, for the most part, is just wildly fundamentally sound. He knows what to do. I feel like the last six or seven games, he's had more like surprising poke checks. He's had more knocking uh, pasta against the Bruins clear off his skates in a one-on-one opportunity. Oh, yeah. And there's there's been more of those kind of moments where you're like, oh, yeah. And they, they, there's a reason why that guy is so highly thought of in the league, and there's a reason why that guy is, is you know, one of the best defenders, best defensemen in hockey. So, uh, and I've been trying to, over the last couple of weeks, give him his flowers, right? I've been trying to make sure a guy that deserves praise gets praise, uh, and, and that's why he's my confidence. I'm confident in Slavin. So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's simulation and game design program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. The Drive with Tim Donnelly, 99.9 The Fan. Let's stay with the Canes, though, because there was some news today oh. that I think is a gauntlet laid down to the Canes. It is a challenge. It is – this is a reference that uh, – well, once a weird reference like this pops into your head, you kind of just have to say it out loud into a microphone. Okay. Uh, you're at a wedding. Ready. You're at a wedding, right? The beloved aunt of the groom okay. walks into the middle of the dance circle – busts a move, and then points at you. You got to go in the middle. You got to shake whatever you got, right? Mm-hmm. You, If you have one dance move, you have to bring it out there. You can't say no to the beloved aunt. Everybody loves the beloved aunt. She just broke it down. She points at you, and it was almost like a, what you got? You got to show what you got, right? The Vancouver Canucks, the number one team in the NHL standings right now, a.k.a. the beloved aunt, just walked into the middle and traded for Elias Lindholm. 
and they're looking at the other contenders and pointing at them and saying, what you got? And you better go out there and shake what your mama gave you. You better you better go out there and whip and nay-nay. You better do the Macarena. You better, whatever bag you have, you better reach into it and pull out a trick. The Flames traded Lindholm to the Canucks in exchange for uh, Andre Kuzmenko, a 2024 first-round pick, mm-hmm. Hunter B. Do you want to give it a shot on, on pronouncing that one? No. Uh, Joni Germo and a conditional 2024 fourth-round pick. By the way, Elias Lindholm, former Carolina Hurricane Elias Lindholm, for people like, wait, that guy? Was yep. Yes, that guy. Six or seven years, like a, a legit mm-hmm. long-time Kane to start his career. The gauntlet has been laid. The dance battle challenge has been issued. Are the Canes ready to make a similar all-in type of move to go win a cup this year? I've been calling for them to go all-in for a while. Right, I'm I'm of the belief that it is better to spend all of your ammunition to go win a cup than it is to withhold it and say I want to be a contender for six years. Right, if you're a contender for six years but you never push your chips into the middle, you're just gonna slowly lose chips until your 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 chip stack is gone. Vancouver is number one in the NHL standings right now, but on the flip side, uh, before this trade, so so yesterday uh they were 10th in betting odds to win the cup a few spots by the way behind the canes so this is a team that said you know maybe we're playing above our level a bit right maybe we're playing above our talent level a bit but we are number one in the nhl which gives us a chance to go all in this gives us a chance to improve our team to where maybe being a contender for the stanley cup is not above our level and maybe they felt a 60, 70 point guy, 63, 65, whatever you expect from Lindholm, maybe he can be the piece that makes us a legitimate contender. This is a let's go win it move from Vancouver, who, by the way, the Canes play on Tuesday. Right? So they're gonna they're gonna get an up close and personal look at this new look Vancouver team right away. A little quick nugget there, actually, in terms of this trade. Jim Rutherford, the former Carolina Hurricanes general manager was the guy who drafted Elias Lindholm to the Carolina Hurricanes back in 2013. He's now the general manager of the Vancouver Canucks. So he's he's got a type you're saying? So or just like he just knows the player. Like, like yeah. So he he thinks not only does he know what they need, he thinks it is exactly what they need mm-hmm. because he has an intimate knowledge of his game. It's a great point. And it's and it plays further into it, right? They're making this move with complete it's not a they don't look at it as a hey maybe they look at it as a this is what we need to be a contender so i ask the canes what do you need to be a contender matter of fact that might be a question that uh our very own adam gold might ask rod brindamore uh tonight over there at uh canes corner backyard bistro rod brindamore the guest that's a big one Seven o'clock right here on the fan, by the way. You can hear it right here on the fan if you can't make it out to Backyard Bistro. Exactly. And I think also it's going to be on uh, Adam's Kane's Corner podcast. So if you actually missed the conversation mm-hmm. on the on the fan tonight, it'll be on Kane's Corner podcast. No as well. excuse not to listen exactly. to it. Exactly. You can be Except- there in person, you can listen on 99 and fan, you can be on the uh the the pod. There's there's a bunch of different ways. Um but it actually opens it up to something that Dennis brought up to me either yesterday or the day before, which is uh, when we got the Freddie Anderson news that he's back on the ice, mm-hmm. and we hypothesized that maybe this was enough 
for the Canes to say, we're going to roll in goal with with Kochekov, with Ranta, and hopefully now that they have this little morsel of good news from Anderson, Anderson coming back. And the question Dennis posed was, do you go get somebody else for the def- for a defenseman or a forward? Well, I think that's the gauntlet being laid down, right? That's the challenge. You want to keep pace? You want to match the arms race? That's what you do. You either go get the goalie, right, and you make the splash there, and that's your your entry into the, the, the battle, or you say we don't have to get the goalie, but this is what we need to win a cup. What do the Canes need to win a cup? If, if you can truly look at yourself in, in the mirror and say, nothing, this is the roster, then you sit on your hands and, and you, you get some popcorn and, and you try not to chew your nails down in nerves. But if it's a second-line center, if it's one more dependable defenseman, if it's uh, you know a left-handed shot, whatever it is, whatever it is, you go get it. You go get it. Because there's nothing like the regret, you know, after you were a contender for eight straight years but never made the finals, or you were a contender for eight straight years and you made the finals once and didn't win, to look back and say, you know, I think that was our year, you know, four years in the past. I think that was our year. Uh, for, for Duke fans, I hear J.J. Redick do it about the Clippers all the time. I listen to J.J. Redick's podcast. There's I forget what exact year it was, but there is a year with his Clippers teams that he thinks that was the year we should have won. Now, I guarantee you if you asked him the year after that year, right, the year after that year, the, the two or three years after that, he would have said, no, we're better now. But looking back, right, that whatever it was, 2012 year, that was the one. That 2014 year, that was the one. Doesn't he wish they went a little bit more all in that year? Doesn't he wish they maybe traded all their first-round picks for the next five years to go all in on that year rather than protect their window? You're darn right he does, as anyone would. So if this is your year, Canes, make it your year. If this if this is your year, make it your year. You don't have to wait around and hope. And one thing that we have seen, by the way, real fast, uh, People are like, well, why didn't Carolina make this trade? Carolina, what we've seen with Don Waddell and what Tom Dundon, they're not going to trade a bunch of high high end assets in terms of first round picks or high end prospects for a one like a rest of the season mm-hmm. rental. We look in the past; they did trade a first round pick because they had two of them. They got Brady Shea, and there was term left on his contract. They traded a lot of prospects and picks, and, and even current players on the roster to get a guy uh, like Vincent Trocheck from Florida a few years ago because there were still still years left on his deal. That's what Carolina's looking to get. They're not looking to get just for this year, but they're also maybe for a high end player to get also something that can carry for several years. That's a great point, but it also kind of proves what, what I'm talking about, which is they don't make any big move without thinking about, well, it has to extend our window. Listen, if there's a guy that won't give you the guarantee that he's going to sign a seven-year deal, but you think he puts you over the edge this year, maybe you take the chance, right? Maybe you take the chance. Because there might be the, the perfect player, the absolute and, and, and like there has to be the ways that scale, right? You weigh everything. But maybe there's the absolute best player, and he's thinking, if I go to the Canes, I'm going to win a cup, and that's going to make my price so high this offseason. And and that's why he's interested in, in playing here, and it's not because he wants to be here for eight years. But guess what? If he makes himself a lot of money and he wins you a cup along the way, everyone will be all right with it. Think of uh, Kawhi Leonard going to the, the, the Raptors. 
right? The Raptors traded a bunch for Kawhi Leonard. They He lived in Canada for like six months. But they won a, an NBA championship. Nobody in Toronto re- resents that move. Nobody in Toronto resents that move. Matter of fact, a lot of people in Canada are probably saying, how do we get a hockey trophy up this way? <laughs> we got a basketball trophy? Thanks, Kawhi. <laughs> Uh, that was an unintentional zing, completely unintentional zing to our, our friends up north. Um, <laughs> my, my point is, if you're always thinking about the future, you're always thinking, we'll trade for the guy, but he has to stick around for the future. If you're always thinking, we'll trade for him, but we can't give up too many assets for the future, too many picks for the future. If you're always thinking about the future, sometimes you miss the opportunity of the now. Sometimes you just you just go all in. Right, I, I'm a fan of saying that's a future me problem, right? <laughs> I'm gonna have to deal with that tomorrow, but from right now, that's not a it's not a current me problem. That's a future me problem. Future me often hates current me, but hey, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. You got to talk yourself into it. The game's on right now. I have to finish these chores by the end of the weekend. That sounds like a Sunday me problem. All right, <laughs> Saturday me's having no problems. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com.